I've got the power. A new gospel, prosperity, manifestation, name it and claim it. Do we have the power to create a new reality? We'll talk about this and more with our first series of season two. Stay tuned. What's going on, people? Grace and peace to you. Thank you for listening to the Truth Be Told Hosea 4 6 podcast. This is 2021, everyone. I cannot believe we are now in a new year. Feels like we just started 2020, and now we are a year removed. A lot has happened within the last year. I cannot start to explain it. I don't know where to begin to explain it or even know where to talk about it but by god's grace we're we're still here we are alive we are well um bills are paid kids are eating wives are happy you know no reason to complain what's going on trevor my man jamal molly mo man it's been a minute since we recorded together man since uh i shoot man right for that christmas break we had it's been a while, man. It's been a while. Um, no, the people been wanting Nah, nah, man. What they been wanting is this demonology you been dropping, man. Man, that joint, we been going Shoot. deep with that joint, man. For real, man. I'll tell you, man, I got some more stuff in the pipeline dealing with that. You know, I mean, that's oh. all I'm going to say. I ain't trying to spoil it, but it's, we getting responses from, I mean, all over, all over. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's 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 some interesting stuff. I was telling someone um, one time I was uh, I was re-listening to one of the episodes and I'm, I'm not going to be too specific, you know, because I definitely want people to check it out. But mm-hmm. I was just telling them, you know, um, these uh, these I don't want to say lessons, but these episodes have been or those episodes have been like super informative and it gives a new light into how we view demons, into how we view the supernatural, Satan, like all of that, you know, um, in relation to the Bible and what we see in the Bible. Um, and, you know, just realizing that our our everyday jargon, you know, oh, the devil made me do it, or, it, you know, that's the devil that, you know, it's like, um, is it really the devil? You know, is it is it just kind of just life? You know, or is it really you know a, a demon that's that's tormenting you? That's 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 messing with your life. But mm-hmm. in 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 any case, you know, I was just kind of sharing my thoughts about that, and, um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I I, I got to check it out. I got to check it out." I'm like, "Look, Trevor, get you right. Hit him up. He know the books. He, he his book game is crazy." Like he'll he'll put you on some game and and some truth, um, <laughs> so check it out. And told several people, I said, man, you messing with me, man. Yo, you but yo, if you married your wife or your husband, gonna get mad with you. Mess with them book game, man. 
I got a my wife I already know when Amazon pulling up to the house. What it is? You order more books. <laughs> <laughs> I just got some John man. I, I'm ready to read this. It's called Essentials of Demonology: A Study of Jewish and Christian Doctrine, Its Origin and Development. So he goes. Mm. Um, I don't know if he's still living or not, but Edward Langton. He's a Doctorate of Divinity. That's kind of a older degree in that type of field, but um, he goes really into depth on that stuff, on uh, the development, the different theories and stuff like that, but yeah, y'all check that check that little series out, man. I mean, that um, the latest one we had with Dr. Gallagher, that was that was informative. That's um, another study that they're, they're really trying to get into as far as with uh, the mental side of Mm-hmm. demonic possession and stuff of that so but nonetheless you know we um thank god just for having the uh the solid ground i would say to look at this from a place of not being enveloped uh factuated you know an unhealthy obsession so like i tell everybody i mean if you study this find something else to study aside with it as well so yeah you know with me, I love to bake. Jamal, you know I'm a baker. That's what I've been doing on Christmas bake. Mm-hmm. Baking. Baked up a storm, some cakes and pies and cookies, man. Look, if you are in the Richmond area, hit this man up for the Kentucky butter cake. Mm. I'm not even going to try to describe it because words are not going to do it justice. Mm. Hit him up immediately. Immediately. Immediately, however, which way you want to say it, <laughs> quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, uh, you know, whatever phrase you want to use, hit them up, get the Kentucky butter cake. You know, shout my name out, say Jamal sent me, whatever the case may be. Give you a little discount, your little TBT Hosea 46 discount. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, look, bro, man, you, um. You got anything about with the Super Bowl? I know when this young airs, it's already going to be over. So you going to try to speak anything existence for either team? Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a speak life into the Buccaneers. You know. I'm oh, that's a, right. A, that's right. KC, your division rival. Exactly. Exactly. And I would, I would be a heathen if I went with them. So I'm going to speak life. Into the Buccaneers, I'm going to speak life into Tom Brady, that his arm is accurate and is, is full of strength. Yep. Uh, um, I'm going to speak life into the defense. I think that's going to be the difference maker. Mm-hmm. I it's really do. <laughs> I, I think I think that, that defense, man, I think if they can get after Mahomes, but Mahomes has a nice offensive line, but I think one of their tackles is down with a torn Achilles tendon. Mm. But that center, his center, man, that dude hasn't given up a snap. I forgot how many, whatever snaps he's taken in the NFL, all them snaps, like 607. I saw a stat the other day. He has not given up one sack in a drop back pass. Wow. So you've got two really good offensive lines in that game, and you have – Really, I really do think Bucks defense, although I do not want to see Brady, I really do think that that defense is going to be the difference maker. You know, Bruce Arians, uh, uh, Bruce Arians and, uh-huh. and Andy Reid are OGs, man. 
Oh yeah. So it's, it's it's gonna. I mean, they've been battling each other for yeah. years. I mean, you got really good, brilliant on both yeah. sides. Yeah. Brilliant offensive minds, and I mean, it's like, I think too, what's a big leap for the NFL is seeing the diversity on the sideline in coaching. Because mm-hmm. I think all of the Bucks coordinators, offense, defense, special teams, mm-hmm. are all black, African-American. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, and then you have KC who has um, uh, Bien-Ami, Eric Bien-Ami, mm-hmm. offense coordinator. He's black guy. But mm-hmm. then they also had some female coaches too. So that's that's good to see, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that diversity. So, you know what I'm saying? That's that to me, that's a healthy diversity of, you know, coaches being spread around color, nobody being shunned. But man, you talking about right, two right, right. brilliant mind football. I mean, geniuses, dude. Geniuses. Yes, so yes, sir. Congratulations to uh your quarterback, member. Rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, man. Rookie of the year. Yeah. A-Rod won MVP. He, uh, yeah, uh, most valuable player. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, he won the Walter Payton Award. And then we pulled home two awards. My my Washington football team, the no-names. You got D-Roy <laughs> with Chase Young, defensive rookie of the year, and Alex Smith with comeback player of the year. So, you know, pretty pretty cool with that. I mean, we, uh, you know, Hey, look, man, I'm happy with just us putting up 23 points against the Bucs in the playoffs with, <laughs> you know, Mr. Heineke, your ODU, your your fellow ODU yes, alum. Alum. It was nice. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Vanilla Vic, man. That boy Vanilla was Vic. nice, yo. So. But, man, what's been going on, dude? You've been causing some trouble on uh, social media. Man, you know. <laughs> I'm not even going to speak death. <laughs> right now you know because it's power power of my tongue nah oh, um uh, all, all jokes aside man um you know f- ever since i'm not gonna say ever since but when i came into christ mm-hmm. and i really started to um grow in knowledge of the bible and knowledge of god and knowledge of christ and and my my higher self just joking um oh lord <laughs> your crown chakras um, <laughs> but uh you know um it's it's been so many things that i have questioned and investigated and looked into because of what i remember being taught before mm-hmm. coming into christ right and um really briefly in high school i'm kind of tired us all in high school i used to uh always wonder like man it has to be more to this Christian faith than mm-hmm. just going to church, getting baptized, um, you know, going to church every Sunday, you know, it had to be more to just claiming the title of a Christian. It had to be more. So when I truly came into Christ and really came into the knowledge of Christ, that rebaptized and all of that good stuff, um, you know, I'm looking at the scriptures and I'm like, Man, like you know, we're we're called to be so much more than just going to church uh four times, sometimes five times a month. We're called to so much more than just reading one scripture, you know, from a daily verse in an app or just reading a devotion. There's nothing wrong 
Yeah. Reading a devotional is nothing wrong with having a verse of the day pop mm-hmm. on your phone. So mm-hmm. let me just put that out there. There's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with going to church every Sunday. There's nothing wrong with going to Bible study. I'm just saying it has to be more than just the regular routine of doing church. So as I'm, I'm, I'm reading the scriptures and I'm like, man, you know, it's so much more than this. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these scriptures and I'm like, wait. I remember pastor teaching this a little differently, but when I check out this commentary, Mm -hmm. this commentary is saying something else. Something's not right. Something's not lining up. Someone has to be wrong. Um, And then of course, like I was telling you the other day, um, you know, our uh, connection is, 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 uh, is a divine connection. If for for those of you all that don't know, um, I was the photographer at Trevor and Micah's wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, I met his wife at uh, at um, at a church here in Richmond. We were working um, as mentors in this uh, middle school age group. And um, she was like, I need a wedding photographer. So long story short, we're still connected to this day. And Trevor mm-hmm. uh, is one of the reasons why I've, I've started to go so much harder with understanding uh, 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 theology from a, a biblical context historical context understanding meanings of words looking at the greek term the hebrew term and you know what whatever particular phrase meant to the listeners back then as opposed to now how does you know all of this type of stuff so um you know i would go on facebook and and i would drop some comments or some some thoughts that were contrary to what most people believe Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i would i would get a lot of like uh backlash not even backlash but a lot of pushback um and just recently man um and i won't even say just recently but it's really becoming a huge thing maybe in like the past couple years with the new age and Bible, doc, biblical doctrine and Bible theology, conservative, orthodox Bible theology and, and context. A lot of that is being fused together and, and mixed together. And um, a lot of people don't know it. A lot of people don't see it because right. everyone says it. Everyone, you know, uses a particular term or, you know, says a particular, you know, quotes a particular verse in a certain way with a certain context and a lot of these things are rooted in something else they're not rooted in traditional uh biblical theology and and doctrine so the other day i i put out a couple posts um and got a lot of uh different feedback from it um a lot of people agreed a few people disagreed and i dialogued with those people with those people and um the responses weren't surprising however it is is really heartbreaking because so many more people outside of facebook outside of social media believe the same ideology um you know as, as far as having new age kind of blended in with biblical doctrine and, and a lot of, like I said, a lot of these people don't know and, and don't understand. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pass it off to you. I'm going to go into it a little bit more about 
kind of what's been happening, but you know, I, I, I want to hear your thoughts, Trevor, based off of what you've seen on my posts, mm-hmm. um, you know, without giving too much detail about the posts, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And then just in, in the topic in general, you know, I've got the power of different gospel manifestation, name it and claim it, speaking it into existence, mm-hmm. um, write it down and make it plain and watch mm-hmm. it happen. You know, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Man, uh, where do I start? That's the first one. Um, let me say this. Jamal and I are not picking on any person. Yeah. At all. We are not picking on nobody. So if you have seen something that I've posted and you and I, you know, have Jamal and I try to always have respectful dialogue with anybody. If you are on our, so people in our social media that follow us know that we try to have respectful dialogue. That's number one. So we're not picking on anybody. You know, we understand that we might have some folks that disagree with this. That's fine. You know, a lot of people disagreed with, you know, the first century church with the apostles, uh, their mission, their message. So we're fine with that. We're not always going to be the most like people. We're okay with that. I'm fine with that. I want, I want to be the one Jamal wants to be the one. His podcast is the one that's going to give you the horse pill that you hated to swallow as a kid. But when it went down and it got in your bloodstream, it did you some good. So that's all we want to do with this. So damn, that's done. That's done. Okay. So. I think when I was seeing a lot of responses is a lot of neglect of biblical theology of biblical doctrine being taught in churches today. It's more so of let me help you feel good for Monday morning, but it's neglecting the gospel message of Jesus Christ. It's neglecting the fundamentals of the new Testament And so when you have those components in place, when you have those doors open, it's easy for you to start saying common phrases such as I'm going to speak this into an existence, manifest, you know, terms that are popular in other practices, other religious practices. Those are common in in New Age occultism. So I'm not I'm not mm. going to go too far down track. But one thing that I started to do and I take my note from Acts 17, 11, where it talks about the Jews in Thessalonica, they searched those things daily to see if they were so mm. they searched. And then also, if we look in Revelation, chapter two, Revelation, just so we make sure so nobody's getting a tattoo with Revelation, <laughs> plural, you know, you. Uh, that book's not in the Bible, but Revelation is in the Bible. Okay. So anyway, so the church at Ephesus, Christ commends them. He says, uh, you know, you are able to tell the difference between a false prophet and a false apostle, yeah. you know, yeah. well, how did they do that? Because they stayed in the word. They knew he wasn't bashing them because they didn't know their Bible and theology. They got in trouble for stop doing missions and evangelism. That was what they were getting in trouble for. Yeah. Um, but I take my note that they were they were learnt in the text. You cannot differentiate between a false apostle and a false prophet if you don't know your word. And so mm. that's the point right there when we get on the subject of prophecy in this series is a lot of people being duped by prophecy is because they don't know their Bible because everything somebody that te- everything that somebody comes to you and says, oh, the Lord told me to tell you, it better line up with the word of God. Mm. Plain and simple. That's all I got books on my desk about this. So 
I, I'm not saying I don't believe in pride. I still do. I'm not a cessationist. I'm a continuationist. But there's some things that we got to come back to the scriptures and look at. Point and period. I'm not about to speak nothing into exist. I, I don't have that power because a lot of me and the human in our human nature, we are very vengeful. Uh, the natural thing to do for a human is defend ourselves. So if I had the power to create something, you you better be doggone skippy. I'm gonna try to uh, get back at somebody sometimes. Mm. Lord working on me. Trust me. I you know you mm-hmm. come after my family. Guess what's gonna happen? Right. You know, it's, it's natural for me to think. So all thing I'm saying is when the Bible uses certain terminology. So for instance, it's I'll find it in Romans and we'll post it for you. Um, but what's being used and it's common when people are saying uh, um, you know talking about creating things or whatever mm-hmm. it's creatio ex nihilo out of nothing we don't have power to create out of nothing oh you know and so that's important is it context is important you know um I, you know you just can't i can't get context from one verse i need that whole chapter what is what is the historical background what is, what is the cultural background what is going on at this time who is the audience Right, right. I learned this in 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 hermeneutics and homiletics. Hermeneutics is the art of interpretation of scripture. Homiletics is preaching. And one thing that they overemphasized to us was the scripture was not written to you; it was written Uh-oh. for you. Come on, you are reading somebody else's mail, so do not hijack it and insert mm. yourself in the text where it was talking to a whole nother audience at a whole different time. Trust me, there's a word in there for you, and it's called application. Oh, how do we bridge that to today's life? Because we are totally different than what you know the ancient world was. We are the last word in the book of Revelation. I'm in, I'm gonna emphasize that Revelation. <laughs> Everybody, such a name and say Revelation. Revelation. Um, yes, the Pastor. Amen. We are 1900 plus years removed from that Amen alone. Mm. So now you have to you have to go back. Like if you're dealing with Paul's letters, Paul's some of Paul's epistles predate the Gospels. There's formula formulae in Paul's epistles that predate Paul that goes back to the early church. There's stuff in the Gospels that is original to the early church because the Gospels are much late or not, I wouldn't say much later as like 100 years later, but they're quite a bit few years later and they're taking stuff from the early church so you all of this accounts for when you try to interpret stuff so when i go back and i look in proverbs when it says that the power of life and death or life and death lie within the power of the tongue well what does that mean that's a book of wisdom what are you talking about mm-hmm. that's why the occult will tell you that well psalms and proverbs are just a book of spells and incantations well why are they saying that because y'all are doing it mm-hmm. only thing they're doing is taking your bible remixing it and giving it back to you so i'm just i'm sorry let me calm down but i'm just saying there's stuff we gotta trace the root to with all of this and i'm gonna tell y'all in a later episode where this stuff comes from Mm. might hate me for it that's fine but i pray that the holy spirit pushes you to investigate yes yes and something something key that you you mentioned um, and I, I, I think I first heard it from you. The Bible is not is not written to us, but is written for us. Yep. And that is so key. And that has been key in how I view the scriptures. Again, that does not mean 
that we are not to take, not to take wisdom, knowledge, understanding from the mm -hmm. scriptures. Mm -hmm. But what it means is, how does that apply to now? You know what I mean? You know, we have to view it in that way and not take something that was supposed to be applicable to them back then yeah. and, and now. So, for example, you wouldn't apply this today if the scripture said, um, in the New Testament, take a donkey uh, or or a sheep, shave it, and then, you know, I don't know, uh, sacrifice it or whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That that was particular to that that time period. Yeah. Or or even you know we could take um, let me see um, just Corinthians for example. You know you you Trevor you've been you know, dropping some knowledge on me about the Corinthians and how uh they were just caught up in a lot of like sexual stuff and just mm. weird stuff mm -hmm. and paul was talking to them about sex so it's like in in the letter so it's like you know what what he said was to them however we can still we can still take principles from what right. he said to them yeah. and apply it to our lives you know what i mean yeah. yeah we can we can always find little nuggets or points in the text that we can still find in our society today. Like, I mean, gluttony or whatever vice you might have, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, gluttony is very broad term anyway. Just don't relegate that to food. You can be a glutton with, you know, alcohol, sex, you know, you might spend too much time, whatever is your focus, you know, it, it draws your attention. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's an important part of context. And so when you talk to some folks, okay, what is that you're using that I hear what you're saying this, the, the actual uh, scriptural reference that you're trying to use for your argument for the reason why you believe that, but what is the context? Mm -hmm. And that's the point that I don't think some people, and I'm not saying this to bash, but some people just don't know what context is. Mm. And there's some people that know what it is, but just I'm not arguing with you. Right. You know, and I can, I know some people probably like, man, you starting to turn, y'all starting to turn this into two academic. It's not academic. I mean, this is, this is how it's been done for centuries leading up. I mean, we're, you just can't hijack yourself or I'm sorry, you just can't hijack the text and just start inserting yourself in there. Right. Right. You know, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of a, to me, I, I I like what Costi Hinn, uh, Benny Hinn's nephew did. He grew a, um, you know, I'm always by, by the Holy Spirit's lead. I've been reading, really taking my time reading Luke. And, you know, Jesus is, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Spirit. He doesn't do anything without the Spirit. You know, he's led into a, uh, the wilderness by the Spirit. He doesn't, you know, up and go. But, you know, we'll deal with something. We'll, we'll probably handle that another time about the Holy Spirit. But yeah, um, Costi, he said, you know what? It's not about the lights and it's not about it being dark in here. He said, what these kids, how we grew it, they were asking him, how did you grow this? He mm. said, because they just wanted theology and they wanted doctrine. They wanted to know what the Bible says. Mm. And so when I'm hearing and it breaks my heart, it troubles me. When I hear other preachers say that this pastor died because he died of COVID, she died because of COVID, because they didn't have no faith. Mm -hmm. 
that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. That's that's um, you don't have you, you're not you're not not sympathetic. I mean, that's kind of you know one you're not sympathetic, but two saying that because they lack faith, they right. die. Right. No. I don't want to get too far into that. That, but I that's yeah. our that that root there. I mean, oh boy, there's a lot and that we're gonna have to unpack with this. We are, man. We we gonna have to get on our berean, and you know, we're gonna have to talk about this. We're gonna have to figure this thing out because oh, so many people, so many people have you know so many different ideals when it as it pertains to you know like faith and speaking into existence mm-hmm. and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. right what what i always and even before i before i share that point i want to reiterate again we do believe everyone has good intention behind speaking into existence uh you know there's power of life and death in the tongue name and claim and write it down and make it plain I feel like a lot of people have good intention. Um, the drop-off is that because we, uh, and I'll include myself because I was once there, we don't have a full understanding of the text. And a lot of that has to do with um, who we listen to. Yeah, A lot of the, the preachers that we listen to, the churches that we attend, mm-hmm. um, the denominations. That's um, a big one. And, you know, how all of these people have these different ideals and, 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 and interpretations of the scripture that we don't truly understand what the scriptures mean in their mm-hmm. context. So mm-hmm. it's like, like Trevor said, it's not to beat you all up. It's not to beat anyone up. It's to shine a light, which is right. what we're supposed to do. Exactly. Lights in this dark world shine lights upon dark places and what better place to start than the body of christ believers oh yeah you know and we don't have all of the answers that's not what we're saying either we don't have all the answers but we're here to seek those answers god has given us an intellect for a reason a lot of people say you shouldn't be questioning god and blah 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 you see all throughout the scriptures where people question god you know, John the Baptist questioned Christ. Are you truly the Messiah? Because I'm sitting here in jail. And watch this. And <laughs> he had doubt. He had That's doubt. That's doubt. That's doubt. That's, he doubted. He had doubt. Even That's though doubt. everything lined up with who Jesus was, after a little while, things weren't panning out to be how John thought it was. Right. And he started to doubt. Yep. And that's okay. God knows that we're going to go through some type of doubt and we're going to ask questions. And he is faithful to answer those doubts and provide those answers. But we have mm-hmm. to look in the right places. We can't just go everywhere searching for an answer. We have to look in the right places. So to go back to um, the the point that I was, that I was uh, um, going to, um, was just that, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, we're doing this series to tackle an issue yeah. and we would be remiss if we 
did not do what we were called to do as believers, as we all should, which is to cast down false doctrine and give the truth. There is only one absolute truth. There are not a whole bunch of truths. Mm -hmm. There's no well, you follow your truth and I'm going to follow my truth and and this and that forth. There's only one absolute truth. There are a lot of subjective realities, yeah. but there's only one absolute truth. Amen. And when Amen. we come to the Bible, when we look at the Bible, there are not a whole bunch of subjective realities or, or subjective truths or subjective interpretations. There's only one. And we have to figure these things out. So, he said, I um, am the way. I am the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I think in life. the Greek is ego uh, me high is way. Mm. And what it supposes, he is saying I'm the only way. I'll leave that alone because that whole, I can, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Because mm-hmm. I'm about to get into the whole exclusive <laughs> and where that stuff really comes from. Right, okay. right, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, man, I uh, I'm excited about this. I really am. And like like Jamal was saying, you know, we we want to help people like I'm going to say this. And Jamal, you can close us out. A dear friend of mine in in seminary, uh, brother, him and I. He's still in this in the organization, in the denomination that that I grew up in. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a part. I, I'm not. A, I'm still. It's hard to undo 27, odd, 20 some odd years. Well, yeah, about 20 some odd years. Mm-hmm. You know, I still have love for him. Ain't nothing like a good old bump. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> ain't nothing like that. Come on now. You know, get the rocking back and forth. Jesus. Um, but he, I had, he, we were talking about, uh, you know, because this organization has been rocked by COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I say a church of God in Christ. Uh, and some people were saying, you know, these, these, um, men and women of God were dying because they didn't have enough faith. And, uh, he said, he said, Trev, he said, you can't even, I can't even count the amount of young people in my inbox that need clarification on this stuff that need this bad doctrine cleaned up. And I said, I I said, what are you able to estimate? He said, no, he said, I can't. He said, it's every day, every week. And so that's where my heart is, is with the young people, you know, is to help them with good theology and doctrine. I think with any youth ministry, that's what they want. Mm. You know, it's important for us to sing the hymns because Mm. the hymns, and let's, you know, as us as black people, as, as African-Americans, our ancestors, that's how they learned doctrine and theology was through hymns. Right. Right. You know, I even think I go as far as I say you can probably even preach from a hymn because there's so much good theology and doctrine from a hymn. I'm talking yeah. a good hymn. I ain't talking about some of them new hymns that's out now. I'm talking about them good old hymns, you know. Mm-hmm. But. um, Yeah, this is something that we want to help and not attack. We, I mean. I don't know how you was use attack, but it's not like beating you down. But hopefully, the Holy Spirit is using us to to say, "Hey, look, let's let's do some research." Mm-hmm. You know, if if you can't research whatever church you in, that ain't a church. That's a cult. I'm sorry. And but that's a cult. To that point, you know, the truth hurts. 
It hurts, man. But we know the truth also sets you free. Yes. And Jesus said, you shall know the day, truth. At the end of the day, that's all we want for ourselves. That's all we want for other people. It's for yeah. us to be set free from the bondage of uh, false doctrine, misquoted scriptures, yeah. twisted up narratives, um, inputting ourselves into biblical narratives as mm -hmm. if the story was about ourselves. Yeah. And you can you can get something from that narrative, but you can't say, I'm a Paul, I'm I'm a David, I'm a Jeremiah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. you know, those are narratives that are specific to them you know but you can relate you know we 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 we, we want to kind of break this generational curse of um of of bondage as it pertains to the bible and understanding the bible right um it's not a boring book not at all not at all no not at all. i not was all. i mean i was just getting excited um like i tried i was telling jamal i said i tried to wake up early on saturdays and Sunday mornings because my wife and, and kids, they sleep in. So I'm able to wake up a little bit early and, you know, I just read. And I was just, I get so excited about reading the scripture. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm in the book of Luke and really slowing down. It's kind of like, well, daggone, it's in here. I'm starting to preach to myself, circling stuff. Like, it's just, to me, it's exciting. I mean, when you really understand that, the context when you yeah. understand what the yeah. holy spirit that's important pray god what have you put in your word holy spirit you put this in your word help me to get some out of it the the bible doesn't have bottom mm -hmm. i'll say that it doesn't have bottom. you're gonna get something every time you come to it but don't rob it mm. don't rob it of his i mean <laughs> mm. you you can get some out of it you know uh every time you come to it, whatever you're going through in life there's something there for you but just don't be responsible. That's all you got to be responsible. Remember, remember, remember. It was written for you, not to you. Mm. Amen. And then um, I got some guests that's going to come on and join us. Yes. Some guests. They're going to be joining us. So y'all, y'all stay tuned for that. Yes. It's, it's going to be good. Some heavy some, some Some guests, some special appearances. We're yes. going to... uh. So for maybe two or three topics, we're going to do live videos, live recordings, where we're going to offer people a chance to comment, um, ask a question, whatever the case may be. We're going to do that YouTube, um, Facebook. I haven't done a live to YouTube yet, so I need to kind of play around with that and figure it out. We're going to do uh, Facebook Live, um, probably have the instagram live up at the same time to try to you know on um on the other uh, the truth be told uh ig page um man whatever whatever outlet we can have to make it live we're going to do it live so that people can ask questions and and engage with us and dialogue with us we have no we say this all the time we have no problem dialoguing with people and having a conversation just don't come on trying to belittle us and fight and, and, and fight and talk down and, and all of that stuff, because you'll, you'll just get dropped. We'll respectfully, 
and 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 cordially in Jesus' name, cut you out and <laughs> you know hang the phone up, whatever the case may be. Um, but so really quickly, um, and then um, and then we'll 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 kind of get out of here and close out. So what prompted this particular series? Um, a couple of days ago. I had heard a message from a pastor. I forgot his name. Um, actually, Trevor sent it to me. Trevor sent me this message, and it was about, um, he, he asked the question. He said, is the law of attraction, or can Christians, um, I'm paraphrasing, can Christians accept the law of attraction? And he's to show like a brief clip of his sermon and how the law of attraction is isn't biblical and you know he's talking about the speak it in into existence and the word of faith movement and how you know they've done a lot of damage to how we read the scriptures and how we you know perceive this kind of notion that we have the power to speak this into existence to manifest this and to call this forth and etc etc and i'm like man you know i want to talk about it so it's on my mind and you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it and, you know, I said, I'm going to go to Facebook um, and um, and quick side note, the Lord actually got me about that. He said, you don't need to go to Facebook about everything. You can't have every discussion with everyone because everyone is not ready for what you have to say. And I'm like, OK, cool. I understand. But a couple of days ago, I posted and I said the law of attraction, uh, parentheses manifesting name it and claim it write it down and make it plain close parentheses and god doesn't mix and um got a few comments um one comment i i think speaking life can be interpreted as the law of attraction um another one i don't think i ever thought about that that's interesting you can't speak something into existence of god already has a plan um someone else said you know, I have to disagree. Faith without works is dead. It's the same thing as the law of attraction. Um, the first 30 minutes of church was to literally meditate and pray, um, which is speaking life into existence um, and so forth. Um, so I dialogued with a couple of people who disagreed. Um, the, the person that said, I, I, I think speaking life can be interpreted as the law of attraction. I agree with that. I think it can. However, um, you have to understand the context of what speaking life means, where it comes from, what it has to deal with, what was Solomon talking about. And, you know, even, even, you know, as I was growing up and I and I heard that I, I would think the same thing. But when I actually started to study and investigate the scriptures, I had to stop and think to myself with Solomon. Thousands of years ago, as he's writing this, were they back then speaking life into things where they, you know, being careful of what they say, you know, uh, that they don't speak death or speak life in, into something. Um, and, you know, I, I, the, the answer is no, that the, the straight answer is no. But those are the those are the things that I was thinking about. And those are the things that people don't think about is 
just because you see something in scripture does not mean, or because you interpret it a certain way, that does not mean that they interpret it the same way back then. Yeah. And that's where the line has to be drawn. You can't take something out of the Bible and come up with an interpretation for it as it applies to the, as it applies to this generation, because that, that, that may not be the meaning that they were conveying back then. And even back then, you don't see anywhere in the old Testament where they were with the intent speaking life into something and trying to call forth something or bring forth something because they felt like they had power in their tongue to create a reality. That's a whole nother, whole nother story, but you know, um, and I, I, I went on to tell her, you know, that, um, so the, the person said, you know, I believe there are people who believe they're get taking the power to manifest from the universe. And then there are people who use the same, um, use the term logic, but they use, use this logic, or I would insert another word, this scripture to speak life into something in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Because, um, and to kind of go back to what Trevor was talking about with, uh, you know, a lot of these, that a lot of pastors in that word of faith movement that were telling people you didn't have enough faith. That's why it didn't happen. When you use that logic of speak life into something in the name of Jesus, you have to be careful because I've seen many times in my life and other people's lives where they spoke life into something in Jesus name and it didn't happen. It Mm. never happened. Mm. And the most common uh, situation that happens is, is when people get sick and they're lying on their deathbed and people are praying, they're speaking life into the person. You will not die. You know, um, what's what's that song that Israel Harden sings? Uh, I, I will live. I will not die. They're singing that song and, you know, they're speaking life. And then that person dies. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's either, well, you didn't have enough faith or the person starts feeling it. Well, maybe I didn't have enough faith. Maybe God didn't answer my question or answer my prayer yeah. because I'm not right with him. And then they're beating themselves up. Or you have a person that just, they're like, why didn't God answer my, you know, answer my prayer? Like I'm sitting here praying God's supposed to heal people. God's supposed to do this and do that. Right. Why didn't he do this, do that? And then people stop believing. I've seen that so many times, Mm -hmm. Um, even even personally. um, I know someone that had someone dear to them, two situations, someone dear to them, um, uh, uh, you know, got sick, was healthy, got sick. They praying, praying, calling on prayer from people, you know, saying it, you're going to live. They're thinking positive. No, you're going to live. You're going to push through this. You're going to make it through. And the person died. Um, You know, uh, praise God that the person still follows, you know, God and still believes in God. But there are so many cases where people stop believing because they follow the same doctrine of speaking life. Now, with that being said, if you're depressed, if you're you're going through a situation where you need something taken care of and you're Mm -hmm. asking, you're praying for, you're speaking life, quote unquote, into that, 
because we know that God does provide our needs and yeah. you're in need of something mm-hmm. and you're believing in faith that he has already taken care of your need. I get it. <clears throat> I get that. That is perfect because I do it. I've done it. Trevor does it and has done it. And God has provided it for us. Amen. However, God does not move for every with every request just because we said it there are certain things that according to scripture he will take care of and he will do Mm -hmm. then there are other things because he's a good father he won't give because he knows what's what's best for us exactly he has our best interest at heart and he has a will he has a plan Oh, yeah. And it ends there. You can't bend it any other way. You can't cut it or slice it any other way. According to the scripture, that's how God works. And um, one of the people, they they debated with me back and forth. Well, and they raised the, you know, a very good point where you can change the course of his will. You can't change his will, but you can change the course. And I stopped and I man, that's a good point. And I stopped and I thought about it. Um, person said, you know, he's given us that free will. Yes. So he has given us free will. So sometimes we make decisions that do not fall in line with the will that he has for us. Everyone is created with a purpose. No one comes in this world without, without a purpose. Mm-hmm. And he has a will for each and every person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can make decisions that changes the course of that. However, we do not have the power to invoke a move of God that is outside of what he has already planned for us. So when it comes to prosperity, you can pray and you can ask for a million dollars all your life. Yeah. You can go to, you know, be 90 years old, still claiming it, and you can die at 91 and you didn't get that money. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you? Also, um, I, I shared another example with her. Uh, I keep saying it, it's out there now. Her, <laughs> I was trying to be discreet about it, but for anyone that's not on Facebook, but you know, and and I shared with her, and I said, well, if we follow that same logic, when Jesus, before he was gonna, before he was put on the cross, he prayed, Father, would you take this cup from me? Not my will, but yours be done. He's going through pain. He's sorrowful. Yeah. I could imagine because he's in, because he's a human. Let's keep that. Exactly. Because a lot of people look past this fact. Jesus was a human. Mm -hmm. He felt everything that we felt. Even though he was God, he was still human. Mm -hmm. He felt pain, distress. His adrenaline was probably pumping. He's probably crying, you know, blood pouring out, whatever the case may be. And he said, would you take this cup from me? But God didn't do it. Why? And I posed that question because she was saying something along the lines of like, you know, God wants us to have a strong prayer life. He wants us to have faith and stuff like that. And, you know, the most most prayerful people always get what they want from God. I'm paraphrasing. She didn't say the most words. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and I'm thinking, well, well, Jesus was God. He was the son of God. He was full of faith. You know, he was the only one that probably had the most faith ever. He had a strong prayer life. But God didn't answer his prayer mm-hmm. the way that he wanted him to. Right. Why not? So if the law of attraction 
applies and is absolute, mm-hmm. then why are there cases where the law of attraction does not work? Mm. That question was never answered. I posed that question to someone else. I made another post like later on and I, I'm, I'm kind of dragging it. So I'm, I'm not going to drag it too much more. Um, I made another post and I said, if uh, you can believe in the law of attraction, no problem. And this, this is my, my heart because as, as I've tried to share with people, I do believe in miracles. I believe in healing. I believe in supernatural provision. I believe in supernatural protection. I believe in the supernatural. I believe in the power of God and that the power of God still moves today. I believe in that. But what I don't believe in is trying to invoke something or invoke God or create a reality through God that isn't biblical yeah and that is not in his will Uh i don't believe in that but that's what the law of attraction does that's what the law the law of attraction makes us believe that we can make god do what we want when we want it how we want it whenever we want it and that does not work so i say you can believe in the law of attraction no problem there you know that's a philosophy and ideal just like many other philosophies and ideals but the law of attraction does not hold up against biblical truth and what we know about the most high speaking things into existence manifestation writing things into existence no matter how much faith you have doesn't matter if god isn't on board with what you're praying for at any point in time during the circumstance um kind of jump forth a little bit um um, and I said, why are there so many people living below the poverty line if all we have to do is speak things into existence? Why do people still die after many others have prayed and fasted for the person's healing? Yeah. Um, skip ahead a little bit. I believe in what Christ taught about moving mountains, yet I'm careful to, to not misunderstand what he meant and the contest behind it. Skip forward a little bit. People lose hope and faith because they pray and ask and God doesn't move. That's devastating and heartbreaking. A better understanding of who God is and how he operates alleviates that um, alleviates that devastation. Had a couple comments. One person disagreed. Um, he said, there are too many times men and women of God spoke things into existence and knew it w- would occur without asking God first, which not on rereading that, I'm kind of thinking like, uh, that's the law of attraction, man. Like you can't, you can't not include God on things that we want. That's just you at that point. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a, a real healthy understanding of God's will. So, right. you know, it's I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, I think the church has and will always keep its members in the mindset of brokenness and servitude. While one person goes home to a multimillion dollar mansion. I think we are so quick to call things that speak prosperity heresy about things that keep us broken and suffering the will of god but that's why a lot of people no longer attend church now immediately i knew um he was speaking from a place of of subjectivity and experience based off of him saying you know um sound like uh, some church hurt church hurt you know he said well one person goes home to a multi-million dollar mansion not every pastor lives in a multi-million dollar mansion hello um you know uh not every um you know prophet teacher whatever lives in a multi-million dollar home um and then um not every pastor is teaching brokenness 
and and servitude i think i think what most pastors are or at least should be teaching is that um what christ taught that even as disciples of christ we are to expect suffering suffering is going to happen as a result of following christ why because the enemy does not want us to be in the will of god he doesn't want us to follow christ so there there will be suffering you know why is there suffering in the world if it's that easy to just i don't know but um so it, you know immediately i'm I, I can see that that's church hurt that's subjectivity um but what I, I feel like is missed again is just that you know when we say these things people believe that we lost faith or that you know god doesn't move on our behalf that's that's not true that's not biblical um what's true is god is always faithful to answer our prayers um he's a good father why wouldn't he but people don't like his answers most of the time people don't like his answers mm. so when we when we speak a million dollars when we speak a new car you know we're we're leaving him out because we don't know what his will is for us. If I have a perfectly good working car out front and I just want a new car just because, you know, and there's no purpose behind it other than I just want to just want it for pleasure. You know, why would, why would God say, okay, you know, I got you as a parent. Let's say my son is 17 years old. Mm -hmm. He just gets his license and you know, we're looking for a car. Dad, can I have that new 20, uh, 20, 35? I don't even know what year it will be. For 15 years from now, it was 36, 20. Can I have that new 2036 Mercedes? Um, you nope. 17 and you just got your license. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> why would I get you? Money. Exactly. I don't why even would, drive a Mercedes. <laughs> why would I get you a Mercedes and I don't even have a Mercedes? I get myself a Mercedes before I ever get you one. Exactly. You know, that's 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 what a father, a parent should do. And that's who God is. Mm -hmm. Why would mm -hmm. why would God do that? So, you know, um we we have we have to understand that God has a will for everyone. And whether you like that or not, you have to accept it if you believe in the most high God of the Bible, the most high God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You have to accept that. And if whatever you pray for or ask is not in his will, he'll show you. Amen. You speaking it into existence, you writing it down and make it plain does not necessarily mean that it's going to happen. Because what if you die a week later mm -hmm. and it never came? Yeah. You got to make sure you're not asking out of a flesh place. Yes. Yes. That's, that's it. Because let me, let me, let me throw this little cliffhanger in there. What happens when you declaring and decreeing? That's another one. <laughs> <We just, laughs> I declare and decree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to deal with that too. But what happens? Let's say you speaking these things in existence. Mm -hmm. And what happens when somebody that does not know you, does not know you from a can of paint, prophesies what you've been speaking into existence? Yeah. 
but it doesn't come to pass. What happened? What do you do? That's a cliffhanger. And that that's going to deal with, you know, the need for you to be in your Bible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what does it mean when you start to ask God for stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, Jesus, is it, is it Matthew 6 or Matthew 5? Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all six, these things. Matthew 6. Right. Mm-hmm. And all these things, all these other things will be added. And so if I'm, he already knows what you have need of. He, Jesus already said, your heavenly father already knows what you have need of. Hmm. You know, even before you ask him, that don't, it, it doesn't mean don't pray. Who would I need to pray for if he already knows? Pray. You still need to pray, mm-hmm. you know, because he wants that relationship with you. He wants to hear you. He wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that raises a valid point too. I had made this argument with a young woman um, on the on the post. I said, prayer is so much more than uh, um, prayer is so much more than just asking for something. Yeah. If all you do when you pray is just ask, yeah. where is the relationship? Imagine yeah, exactly. being in a relationship where. Your significant other just always asks you for stuff. They didn't want to spend time with you. They didn't want to, you know, hang out with you. They didn't call you, you know, when they just wanted to talk. But every time they called you, they wanted something. Whenever they they showed up, they wanted something from you. Prayer is so much more than that. Prayer is about fellowship and relationship with the Father. Prayer is not a one-way street. It's not a one-way phone call. Yep. It's hearing from him as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you pray and you ask for whatever for whatever it is, are you stopping to wait for an answer? Yeah. Or are you just saying, God, I want this, I want that, you know, I really want this and I want that. You know, can you do these for me in Jesus' name? Amen. And then you close your Bible, you go on about your life, you know, instead of waiting for it. And an you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking too, like, man, you what's the purpose for you needing a Benz? You just need a car to get you from point A to point B. Why do you need an $800,000 house? Exactly. Shelter. You know, exactly. I think we can take a lot of lessons from, uh, again, Matthew six. I need to get them, get them straight. When Jesus yeah. is talking about, don't worry about tomorrow and all that. We take a lot of lessons uh, from that. So, it's a two points you said, Jamal, um, that got me thinking. And um, I'm a, I'm a kind of hurry up here. I know we a little bit low on time. When you were talking about how some people lose faith um, or either walk away from the faith because they were praying for something, let's say, you know, God healed my grandma, granddad, you know, we, we going to declare and decree this thing, but it doesn't happen. Um, it's a guy named Eric J. Bergerhoff, Bergerhuff, I think it's how you pronounce last name spelled B-A-R-G-E-R-H-U-F-F in his book called The Most Misused Verses in the Bible. Again, his name is Eric J. Bergerhoff. His book is called The Most Misused Verses in the Bible. Surprising way, surprising ways God's word is misunderstood. One valuable lesson I learned from that book was this uh and it talks about their scriptures we use that can be an axe to somebody's faith and i'm talking about axe axe mm-hmm. like you about to chop some wood up axe is when we're taking um 
certain scriptures that that's not a guaranteed promise. And we're flipping the script and saying, no, this is a guaranteed promise because I did A, B and C. That's not so. These are life principles that say, if you do this, this may be what happened. It may. It's a possibility, but it's not a guarantee. Mm. And the second point I want to touch on is what a lot of this is reflective of is something called magical thinking. Give me a second while I get the magical thinking assumes that if one knows enough information and then applies it through proper execution of behaviors and willpower, they will achieve a result. Essentially, the thinking is my will be done. Mm. My will be done. That's what you. Oh, man, I'm speaking that house. I'm speaking that car. My will be done. Mm. There's usually there is usually no explicit need for God. I know you praying to God. Mm -hmm. I know you. But at that point, it's, it's really no need. But sometimes the power of God, usually in the form of an angelic being or the name of God, are presumed to be recruited to serve the will of the person. So, again, I'm going to ask you, what is the will? What what do you need that for? Is it to serve in ministry? What do you what are you doing? Lord, you know, I've, you know, I've been riding around this car. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, clothe the homeless feet. I'm taking all this food. I just need a little bit bigger car. Mm. A little bit bigger ride, you know, but if you're just using that to flash, to stunt, to try to pick up some somebody off the street, you know, trying mm -hmm. to get a chick or whatever, you know, then, yeah, that's a problem. I don't, like James said, that's a miss, but I guess we'll get into all of that, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, man. Um, You know, that that's perfect, man. That's that's perfect. You know, exactly what you said. And um. You know, I we don't want to go too in depth with it. We just wanted to introduce the series and and kind of let you guys get a feel for what we're going to be discussing. This is going to be good. Yeah. It's needed. Um, so. Again, we do not have all of the answers. Um, however, you know, we're going to share what we believe to be true based off of our studies, based off of our our uh in in investigations and we're going to present these things um and our hope is that you will seek the father um and and allow the holy spirit to speak to you regarding these things um with that being said uh, so again um you know this is this is what's going on these next few weeks um, please be on the lookout. We're going to be doing lives. We're going to have some guests. Some mm -hmm. um, some some guests are going to come on. Some speakers. Uh, um, it's it's going to be good. It's it's going to be good, and and we think you guys are going to going to get a lot from this. At oh, least yeah. that's our hope. Um, if if one person, if one person can receive what we're saying, that's it. Um, you know that's that's all that matters. Again. We're not trying to beat up on people. We're not trying to put people down. Um, you know, we, we again, feel that this is necessary. You know, even me sharing those Facebook posts, it wasn't to put those people down. It was just to share to give an example of, you know, why we're doing this um, and, and to even show just how widespread a lot of people believe um, you know, just to show how widespread these ideals are. 
um, and, and how a lot of people believe these, believe these things. Um, so that's just our purpose. Gonna look out for this, this series. I've got the power, a different gospel. We're talking misinterpretation of the scriptures. We're talking, uh, speaking into existence. We're talking, the, the, the origins of the new age influence on yep. the scriptures we're talking a law of, of attraction and mm. to add this as well i believe in the law of attraction mm. to a certain extent and that certain extent is i don't allow the law of attraction to cross the line that i draw between that philosophy Mm-hmm. and absolute truth right i draw the line and one reason i believe in the law of attraction is because um i've i've been reading a lot about psychology you know i want to go to school and um i want to get into counseling so i've been reading a lot about psychology and just kind of practicing a lot of a lot of it on myself and you know i I go to therapy. My wife and I have been to marriage therapy. I, mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. going to, uh, you know, just therapy myself right. and having conversations with my therapist and reading different books. The law of attraction does actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, I struggle a lot with my thoughts. So right. when I think something like it can start with a small thought and then it ends up in a big, huge movie um scene and uh my therapist was you know giving me tips and and advice on how to maneuver my thoughts how to tame those thoughts and and how to take control of my mind the mind is a powerful tool i agree with that too that's why i agree with the law of attraction to a certain extent so um one of the things she taught me was um the power of gratefulness and gratitude so um or or even there's a book that i have called retrain your brain cognitive behavioral therapy i'm gonna use that example so it talks about how we're impacted by certain experiences Mm -hmm. so for example um i was sworn by yellow jackets in like 2012 i think yeah i was sworn by yellow jackets changed my life every time i heard a buzz i'm ducking and i'm like i'm running and like yo that was a fly and it's oh, like yeah, hey yeah. they all sound the same to me oh yeah so as i was going through that book and i'm i'm working through it one of the things they one of the things they say is to view your experience in a different light um and instead of instead of uh automatically creating the reality and reliving that experience live in the now of what's actually happening so and when you hear a buzz, you're automatically assuming that it's a bee, but you don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. It could be your phone vibrating. It could be a net. It could be a fly. It could be whatever. Um, actually figure out what that particular thing is and then respond accordingly. So when you're, when you're seeing what that thing is, you're not thinking automatically, it's a bee stop for a second and tell yourself, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Let me see what it is first. And then when you see that it's not a B, you don't react out of, you know, 
a, a reality that you created before you even knew what that thing was. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about the law of attraction and, and, and the, the power of the mind, I'm thinking, okay, or I'm not thinking rather that it's a B, but I'm thinking that's not a B, you know what I'm saying? You know, that, that particular situation is not about to happen now. I'm changing the course of how I feel based off of what I'm experiencing in that moment. So I can speak it. That's not a B. I can think it. That's not a B. And I'm changing the way that I respond. And then the situation is different. So I believe in the law of attraction to a certain extent, but we have to draw the line when it comes to absolute truth, which mm-hmm. is the Bible. We have to we have to draw that line and we can't allow that to cross. So when are we talking about all of that and um, deciphering these things? Um, I'm excited to learn a lot um, and, and study a lot and research a lot about what's going on and um, see what happens, see how the Lord moves. Um, I'm going to speak this thing into existence that someone is going to get saved Uh-oh. out of this episode. Uh-oh. <laughs> out of this series <laughs> come on come on now. that's in the lord's will in jesus name i mean the lord name. wants whosoever to be that's right he said john three whosoever will whosoever will yes so um yeah i think that's that's wonderful man i don't have nothing else i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve my mouth until the next episode indeed hey yeah hey, hey. come on they dog <laughs> <laughs> So listen, guys, we love y'all as usual. Yes. Um, you know, we love you guys. Uh, and we hope y'all love us too. If not, we still love you regardless. Is there um, is there and, one on today that wants to receive? <laughs> is there one? There's one, beloved. If you need prayer, come on down to the prayer team. Is there one? Is there one that need prayer? Someone's down here ready to pray for you. <laughs> but yeah, we love you guys. Uh you know, we're going to take up our offering. If you like what you hear, if you want to support us, please, please. It, it helps the continuation of this podcast and, and, uh, and, um, helps, I need, helps. I need, I need five people to sow 500 right now. The Lord said it's five, five people with 500. Come on, come on. God going to do it for you by midnight tonight. If you can't give 500, give a hundred. I know you got bills due tomorrow, but give, <laughs> give it, give it. Indeed. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Man, listen. All right, listen. Before I get in trouble. <laughs> they going they going to be in our email. They going to be come anyways. Hey, um, bring it on. We love y'all. Thank we you for you. listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um this is going to be a good series. So, um as usual, like I said, we love y'all. Can't stress that enough. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace.